0: Does everything have a bright side to it? Of course. It doesn't always outweigh the negatives, but everything has a bright side to it. This makes happiness a choice. And here we say that the discipline of being happy is the ultimate discipline. With that said, welcome to the Ultimate Discipline Podcast, where we meet with people who are practitioners of this exact discipline and we hear their cool stories of cultivating happiness through challenges in their life. I am your host, Sean Greenspan. Let's get to it. Brendan, what's going on, man? How are you?
1: What is going on, Sean, my brother? It's so good to connect and see you again.
0: Dude, There's some people that I just, I can't stop smiling when I talk to. You fit that category.
1: <laughs> oh man, I appreciate that. And it's just contagious right now. I see your
0: smile is bouncing off of me and we're just trying to put some happiness into the air happiness into the air i gotta tell you um the reason i started this podcast is almost the exact reason that like like the reason you're on it like aligns with it so well i started it because there are people that i meet that i sometimes wish i could hold down and dive into it's like i feel like damn like i like their vibe or like i want to learn more about this from them you know and i met you at VCon. Um, which is Gary Vee's conference, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs, you know, go-getters, and, you know, we spent a lot of time there, but at the same time, it was like a conference, you know, a bunch of people around, like, you know, we didn't have, you know, you can't have, like, hour-long deep discussion, and, you know, but I I love that we stayed in touch, Um, I love seeing what you're doing on TikTok, the content you put out is awesome, you got to, everyone follow this man, if if not, um, if you're not following him now, and Dude, I'm just I'm just stoked for it. And that that's why I started this. So I I appreciate you helping me uh live the dream here.
1: Absolutely, brother. And likewise, too. I'm so excited to just really sit down and speak for X amount of time because every time we have a conversation, I feel like we're just both busy people. So then we get pulled in another direction. And going back to how we met at VCON, I remember we met like just on the side of the road, outside of the building, you and Matt Choi, I was with Jamie and some of our other friends. And I was like, oh, these dudes are really cool. We had the connection. You're from Gaithersburg, right? Gaithersburg, Maryland. Yep. Right. So rich lacrosse history in that city. And I have a lacrosse background. My previous job, I was a social media host. So the LeBron James of lacrosse, um, what's his name? Paul Rabel is from Gaithersburg. So I remember that was the connection that we had yeah. and we were sitting down in the auditorium for one of the panel discussions. And actually too, just from our interaction, I gained another brother, Eden. Eden allowed, shout out to him. And yeah. it's funny because we are sitting next to each other. You're sitting to the right of me. I had an open seat to the left. And I was really excited to just hop in and, and chop it up, pick your brain and connect with you. And then this dude pulls up next to me on the left. And I'm like, oh, now I gotta go talk to him. I was really excited me and you to just sync it up and, and just shoot the shit and then like long story short Eden and I really connected and then I've probably hung out with him more than anyone since I've been down here in Miami and, and just it's we've all been in alignment of all of our interactions and it's just beautiful to witness
0: yeah what what a great what a great uh way that you made a connection there because a lot of people might hear and be like Oh, Sean's from a town that this guy that, like, Brandon worked with is from. But I'll tell you, like, it's it's not like we're both from the same town. But I'll tell you, I waited tables from the time I was 16 years old till I was 22 years old. And my I used to tell my dad, the trick of waiting tables is find one thing you could connect with, with everybody. I'm talking everyone, you know, it's like, oh, like, uh, your daughter plays, like, basketball? Like, I I played basketball my whole life. You know, it's like, and you make it like this, like grand connection because it really is like. Um, and I, I, I just uh, love that. I also, I love the way that you spun it, right? Like your your initial reaction was like, oh, like who's this guy sitting next to me? I'm trying to chop it up with Sean, but you know, don't don't judge the moment, man. I feel like that's something you would say right on TikTok. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely too. And just the fact that re- remembering the little things, right, Gathersburg The fact that I remember Gathersburg opened up conversation and then. Oh yeah, It led to this, this great friendship that we have right here. So I really agree with that. I, I used to be a waiter too. And that is a character development, development stage for all those people or who are, who are servers. You might be looking forward to the next chapter in your life, but it teaches you how to hustle. It teaches you how to connect with people. And right before my growth really exploded, I was working two jobs as a server and as a lot attendant at a car dealership. So that right there humbled me, that experience. And one thing me and you connect with, and I'm really excited to chop it up, is just the greater power of the universe. So because I was so stoic in my early stages where I just worked, 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 wasn't expecting for some sort of return. Once I moved out to Miami and once I went out to Minnesota, I received all these blessings. All these blessings came into my life and at first i was like i was like are you serious like are these are these for me because i wasn't used to receiving all these blessings but then if you set out good intentions if you work hard if you pay your dues you will be due for a
0: payday pay your dues and a payday will come yeah man it, there there there's there's an outer you know power out there uh, you know doing that i I had an episode yesterday with my friend Heath, and he basically told me this crazy story. He was biking across the country and tried to bike 200 miles in one day. And at three different points, he hit a, a low point. Um, one point, he was uh, at, at like the bottom of a ravine, like trying to climb this like mountain. Um, you know, on, on still on trail um, on the road. And was just literally like dead tired and out of water. And someone literally, the one car that drove by with an hour stopped and tossed him two ice cold water bottles. Um, you know, then he pulls up to a gas station at 10.30 p.m. with 40 more miles to go. And the guy literally just told him, like, sir, I don't know what you're doing, but you don't look well and you need to stop. Because Heath was like, you know, like exhausted. And Heath had no, there's nowhere to stop, right? This is the middle of Appalachia. Um, and the guy gave him a bed without Heath even asking for it. And then when Heath woke up, the next town was 60 miles away. Right. When he started biking that morning, his, his, um, chain and his chain, like one of his cables snapped. So he would have been stuck in the middle of the night, a few miles with, with nothing. But instead it was daytime. Someone pulled up, had the exact weird cable to this bike in their truck and fixed it. Like, <laughs> um, and it's, You know, it just, it just goes to show you that there is that power, there is that power out there, but um, Brendan, take a second and just tell a lot, a little, give a little introduction about yourself so people know who they're talking to, who this cool kid is, Um, and I'd love to dive into kind of this, this growth phase that you, um, you mentioned you're on, but you give us a little intro.
1: So my name is Brendan
0: St. Brown.
1: I would describe myself more as a creator. I'm a creator-entrepreneur. I have a, a content creation agency where we take people's podcasts and then we chop them up for clips for TikTok and Instagram Reels. So that's one of my hustles. That's my main hustle. And then also, I'm a content creator on TikTok, where I just have a very raw, organic, natural approach to my content, where I just share lessons that I've learned. Coming up, I come from humble beginnings, two loving parents, um, middle class, humble beginnings, as I said before brought up in public school and i really hold dearly my public school education experience because i learned what i call a social education some growing up some days i was hanging out with the hood some days i was hanging out at the country club and i'm from the middle of that and i saw all walks of life and because i was able to learn how to win friends and influence people that really carried me on where i was able to develop connections with you sean and with other people that they say your network is your network. So because I learned how to connect with people and build a big network, I was able to leverage that network. I developed a skill of content creation so I could develop, I could create content for other people by leveraging my network. And then that ultimately led me to create financial freedom for myself.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. And how old are you?
1: 24.
0: 24 and you have financial freedom man good (laughs) shit dude i love it um what does financial freedom mean to you
1: financial freedom so there's different levels there's levels to this game and right when i say financial freedom maybe a more correct word would be financial independence where i'm self-employed where i where i create my own schedule i have clients that i serve and i'm self-employed so basically financial independence is when you can create your own schedule and you don't have to clock in, you don't have to work for someone else yep. you're working for yourself.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think that you can allocate, you know, time towards content creation. And the, the reason I say content creation is um, for those that don't know, you know, like you said, you have a straightforward content approach. It's about life lessons. And it's uh, dedicating time towards that is, uh, I just killed a fly just like that fucking yoda (laughs) um i uh not not you know not that like just the content creation element is so important but the work that goes behind the content creation right for you to come up with these things every single day probably takes you going deep probably takes you meditating journaling working hard working out you know reflecting you know actually doing something worth like you know worth that that outcome so um. yeah, man, I just, you know, I, I love to hear it. I gotta be honest. I, uh, you know, we do a very similar thing for work and I still was off social media and I just started getting on. And dude, you're like the only person besides my clients that I watch their content. Um, and I mean, I mean, dude, watch every clip to the end. Um, and, you know, I, I probably go on uh, to, I go on to watch client uh, content three days a week. And then I literally like find you and watch your shit. So, um, I appreciate, I appreciate it. It's, uh, I mean, I'll tell you for just from a content standpoint, because since we're in the same business, like it's so clear what you do. Um, there's no question about it, but he- here's a question I have. Um, I don't know. I don't know the right way to word it, but, um, so Give give me some words. We're going to play a little game. Give me some words that just kind of like remind, like that kind of like categorize the content that you, you make. you said life lessons,
1: like, yeah. So I share, I share the life lessons that I've learned to create inner peace. So that's kind of the theme of my channel is inner peace, right? So I say the four pillars to a good life are health, wealth, love, and happiness, but the fifth pillar is inner peace, right? And sometimes we try to interchange happiness and peace. And my perspective on happiness versus peace. Happiness is a feeling, but it's, it's, it's a feeling. Peace is a state of mind. So right now I try to lead more towards peace because from my experience, you can convert peace to happiness, but you can't always convert happiness to peace. So with my channel, it's, it's, it's themed around inner peace. And I say there's two types of approach to content. So I'm gonna share some gems right now on, on content creation. I say there is homemade style content and Hollywood style content. Hollywood style content is that professional style of content where subconsciously it's getting across the point of credibility, authority, and expertise. Now, homemade content is set on the foundations of trust, relatability, and authenticity. So for a lot of my clients who are trying to sell something, I take the approach of the Hollywood because we want to establish that they are an authority in the topic that they're talking about. For my my thing is I want to come across as relatable, as I mentioned before, something I, I wear dearly to my heart is I'm from humble beginnings. I'm just like the average person, you know, I've had ups, I've had downs, and I want to share my my stories to build that emotional connection with people, because I appreciate what you said before, you said you watch a lot of my content, because it comes across like, I'm just having a conversation, I'm not trying to sell you anything. And another thing too, there's many different, my grandfather says, there's many different ways to skin a cat. there's many different ways to create content. And a lot of the content that we're seeing is that flashy, like ADD, quick frames, Zoom in, zoom out, and it does get attention, but I think for the long term, eventually our dopamine receptors are going to be burnt out from that, and if you can come across just as a, as a person where maybe I don't, the people on the other side don't know me, but they can relate to me, that is what I'm trying yeah. to get across.
0: Your content, the first second, is tremendous, and, um, and it's, it's like a little goofy, like long, like drawn out word, you know what I mean? It's like you know, for for the for those that don't know, it's like it, it's just like it's just it's it's the opposite of what you see. It's slow as could be. It's like you know, if it's saying like you know whatever that you need to reflect, like take time to reflect, right? Like it's just like that pause. Like you were saying, it's the opposite of that, like ADD. Um, and that that's what I love. The reason I wanted to bring it up was you're 24 years old. Um, you're you're you, you're speaking and and successfully building a community around inner peace. At the same time, like you're not like a neuroscientist and understand everything going on in the brain around inner peace or like, you know, a PhD in philosophy, right? Like I'm, I'm wondering like how you got there because uh, I'll just leave it at that. I'm wondering like what, how you kind of got there.
1: Man, it wasn't too long ago when I was lost, stuck and depressed. Every night, I was in my bed and I would look up the ceiling and I say like, what, "What went wrong? Where did it go? Where did it go wrong?" So a little bit about my backstory. in high school, I had a lot going for me: class president, captain of the football team, Captain Lacrosse team, friends with everyone. I go off to college. I went to a private school, Bates College which on paper is listed as one of the best schools in the country, small liberal arts school. So I went from big public school to small liberal arts school. And there That's I had a culture shop, right? The weather was bad. Coming from public school, a lot of these people came from private school. I was like one of the poorest kids on campus. I'm a mixed race kid trying to find my identity, trying to find which group do I hang out with? Because I'll tell you firsthand, Maybe not necess- necessarily segregation, but there was separation by by race and class on that campus. And I and I come from a gray line and all all those things. So I was like, where do I fit in? So identity was up in the air. Socially, I dealt with a lot of loss. I had a good friend passed away from a drug overdose. I had like one real friend on campus, and uh, his mental health was was not in a good space. I'll tell you, he was suicidal. And I told someone, we had a falling out, it was terrible. He ended up leaving school. It came across, we were both on the football team. And I told someone that like, my friend was not in a good headspace. He left, the word gets around to the football team. Like I snitched on him. So then I was ostracized by, by the football team. So I didn't fit in, had no friends. And what really did me in was the the seasons right it was so cold in Maine it was like it would get dark at 4 p.m every day 20 degree weather so that's what really did me in was, was the weather and I see how our bodies are in synchronicity are in sync with the weather so I just felt so shitty all the time and like I was never depressed I was never anxious I'll tell you another story about being anxious I got so anxious because everyone was trying to size each other up at that school, everyone was yeah. trying to like come across. Oh, I'm the smartest, right? And I, I come from public school, right? I, I I barely got through it. I was only at that school because I was there on a football football scholarship. And I was so anxious one day, I got called up to the board, and I forgot how to write my name, my name because I was so anxious. I was so so much in my thoughts. And I, my, my name is spelled B R E N D A N. I spelled it like B R E D A N. I'm like, yo, I forgot how to write my name. So, man, I was at ground zero at that point. And then that was where I was really able to build the life, build the life where I wanted to be. So, that's where I was really at my lowest. And then going back to my story, my sophomore year, I just left the football team and I had just this calling. For entrepreneurship right my grandfather was an entrepreneur his father was an entrepreneur and his father was an entrepreneur and uh there was this problem on campus the problem on campus was late night people need food right but all the food is closed so i said i'm gonna solve this problem i'm gonna sell grilled cheeses but i had a problem i had no bread or cheese no no grilled cheeses so what i started doing was i started stealing bread and cheese out of the dining hall and then whipping them up and made grilled cheese sandwiches. We blew up overnight, we, it was a small school. So we were like celebrities, everyone knew us. But the thing was, I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to class. I was just focusing on this business. Out of a 1.5 GPA, I dropped out of school. And then that goes back to when I was working two jobs as a server and as a bus, I, I was a server and a lot attendant at a car dealership. I had this YouTube channel where I would just vlog my life. And this lacrosse company was looking for a social media host. They discovered me. I got the job. And then I was there for two years. But once again, I still had the DNA. I still had the instinct to be my own boss. So then 2021 comes around, TikTok. TikTok changed my life. There's this one creator who had a podcast. I just took the initiative and I started chopping up his clips. I said, hey man, this is what I can do for you. And then as the story goes on, he eventually hired me. And then I cut him a good deal. I said, hey, bro, I will, I will give you a good price on this if you send me clients. He said, done deal. Within that week, he sent me a bunch of clients. And then I was able to leave my job. And then all, all this twist and turns, and now here I am in Miami. Every little thing is an, it's, it's, it's his own story.
0: It's his own story. Dude, that, that that's awesome. I, I loved hearing that. What position are you playing football? I was receiver, slot receiver, slot receiver. Hey, me too. I, I was, I was one more outside. I was like an X, but um, yeah. dude, I, I, I love it. Um, dude, that, that's so cool. So, so starting, it, it's interesting, kind of like the, the highs and the lows. Um, that's, that's very real, right? Going from class president, football star to like, you know, you went to a school just to, to play ball. Actually, there's a guy, Mark Green, who was on this podcast, very similar thing. Well, I tell you, he was the man in high school. I mean, you know, Maryland had big football and he was the best player in the state. Like he was a baller. We went to a small school. So similar thing there. Um, For someone that might be in the low point right now, what's, what's some, what's something that you would, like some tangible that you would recommend that they can, they can do. And. I don't mean to put you on the spot and this, I'm not looking for some, you know, the life changing advice. I'm looking for something more just tangible, right? Like, Mm -hmm. like, it's like you said, in the moment, someone just said, write your name and you couldn't write your name. So it, you know, telling someone just feel better, that doesn't help, right? Like what, I don't know. You're someone that went through it. I'd love to hear that.
1: Well, first off, you have to acknowledge it and you have to accept it because if you try to resist it, that you are at a low point in your life, you are resisting the transition period for growth. So that's first, you have to acknowledge it. You have to admit it, right? Like, just like an AA, you have, to, you have to acknowledge and admit that you are lost and you are stuck. Now, what I would say is one thing that you can do is the gym. Gym is therapy. In order to change your mental state, you need to change your physical state. So really commit to going to the gym. I go to the gym, I work out every single day, seven days a week. I would hey, say no I, such, there's
0: no bro, such thing. There's right? no such
1: thing as off no such thing off day. So there's two things I, I could someone who's at a low, you have to you have to go to the gym. Excuse me. You have to go to the gym. There's it's non-negotiable. Go to the gym, but also I have right next
0: or to exercise. Me,
1: exercise, right? Do something, get the blood flowing because you will see when you get the blood flowing, you're going to increase dopamine, serotonin, oxytocin, release. Cortisol. These are all all uh, chemicals in the body that create well, that either create yeah. stress or stress. So you really gotta move the body. But also one thing that if you if you are pushing that off, I have right here. Uh, one of them just fell. I got my journals right here. My journals. I call these those are my journals. I call them my spiritual batteries. Right. So I, one of my proudest things where I'm at right now. I have my own business. I just moved out to Miami. I did it with no college degree, no connections, no daddy's money. I did it by myself and it all started in the mind, right? I would write down my affirmations. I am this person. I am this person. I am this person. And slowly over time, it manifested. So going back to, I'm just sharing my vulnerabilities here. When I was very like anxious, I wasn't confident. I did. not I had low self-esteem. I was once that person who was very confident. I was once that person who yeah. had a lot of self-esteem. High, you know, very outgoing, high energy, but I didn't have it. So I said, let me write it down. Let me write down I am confident. Let me write down I have high, I, I have high self-esteem. I love myself. Because I say in order to write that down, you have to tap into some sort of energy source where there is that reality. So I'm yeah. a big proponent of journaling in the and it has to be in the present tense. It has to be in the I am. Because if you say I will be, you're just pushing it off. If you write down, I am slowly time will manifest and you'll become that person. So if you're at your low, you know, go right now, go down, get a $10 ma- membership at planet fitness, shout out to PF, the purple and the yellow, yeah. and then <laughs> also buy a journal, man, buy a journal and, and do those two things because if you commit to, and this oh, is another man. thing too, it's not going to happen overnight, give yourself, give yourself one, month. if you commit to writing down your affirmations who you want to be right who you want to be and your goals every single day and exercise you will see everything else will fall into place
0: yeah i gotta tell you i don't know um i've been really obsessed with the conscious and subconscious mind and while you were saying that i don't know if you noticed that was the first time in the call i i started moving a lot dude the energy in my body is crazy right now i can Mm -hmm. feel it um there's other things, but let I want to really hammer on these, Brendan. I want to hammer them because uh, I will tell you, I will tell you, I have people close to my life that I'm trying to help, um, which is a whole separate topic, whether you should help them or not. But um, I've said certain things like, you know, someone will say like, like I'm no good at this. I'm like, no, no, no just just say like I am. And they'll literally be like, Sean, like, I I know what you're saying. Like, I get it. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm not asking if you get it. Like, that's cool. Just say like, no, no, I am good at this. Right. And they're like, I I get what you're doing. Right. I'm like, no, no. if if you don't just, if your next words aren't like, I am this, you don't get it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, because like you said, the thinking and speaking and writing, they're all different. Like there's a different energy it takes for me to say like, Brendan, like. I am committed to self-love. Like I'm committed to it, right? Which to me means eating while sleeping, while taking care of your mind, your body, like all that. That's something I'm committed to. It's very different than just thinking like, yeah, like, yeah, I'm committed to self-love, right? Even if you think, like saying it, put it out in the world, like someone might hear you. Oh no, that's scary. Write it. Someone might read it. Oh God. Um, But like, dude, I, I just, I love that and you know, uh, you brought up Matt Choi before he, he has something that me me and him talk about something, um, called just trying it, right. That's what we say. Just try it. And, um, for anyone out there that might be not where they want to be, maybe you're at a low point, maybe you're at a high point and you want to go higher, try this, write it down, write what you are down every day for a month or two and tell me your life doesn't change. Um, and, I'm not going to guarantee that it's going to happen exactly the way you think you want it to happen because we, we really don't know what we want. Um, but like, don't just poo-poo it, right? Like do it every single day and feel it when you write it and write something slightly different every day because if, if, if you write the same, and I want to get your thoughts on this. If you write the same thing word for word every day, it starts to become a habit that you're doing subconsciously. So like what I've done, Brendan, is like, you know, like I am financially independent. I have the resources to care for my grandmother, my parents, my girlfriend, and my close family. But like things like that, right? It's that's very different than just writing like, you know, I am healthy. Next day, I am healthy. Next day, like I am wealthy, right? It's like, you know, bring this shit to life.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. I, I love that. And I definitely agree. And one thing in my journey right now is being very specific and very intentional with what I do. So, yeah, being specific, right? I learned from a mentor. He said, Brendan, if you have the goal to be a millionaire, it shouldn't just be, I want to be a millionaire. Be specific. Like a million dollars flows through me by the age of X from doing this service, right? I, I will become a millionaire at the age of 28 by selling grilled cheeses, right? You want to just be very specific and very intentional. Because if you just say, I am a millionaire, that does help. That does hold weight, but really be specific and intentional and you will attract the outcome that you want much more fluidly and more quickly, faster, faster and quickly.
0: Yeah, man. Well, it's, it's more. Okay. Let's talk about the word specific. Um, Everyone in my family is a salesperson. Okay, my dad's a salesman, my grandfather's a salesman, my mom's a salesman, her father was a salesman. That's that's in my blood, right? So, and they're all from New York, right? So, smooth talking is kind of like in the blood. I've realized though it's got me in a habit of speaking generally, right? Um, and I'm trying to be as specific as possible with even with self-talk, with everything, dude. Like cuz first of all, when you're specific, it generally requires you to be conscious Right. Cause it's really easy to say, I feel good, but to be able to say like, you know, like Brendan, when you're talking about these things that resonate with me, I feel the energy in my body. And that's kind of why I was naturally moving. Like, you know, just Mm -hmm. any specifics, they bring the, they bring visualizations and feelings to it. And, um, it's, you know, even with sales and marketing, when you're marketing, be specific. Like, you know, if, if someone can hear your message and be like, damn, that's me. I need that, right? Or I resonate with that. I mean, I just think that's that's awesome. And then your other one was intentional, right? Yes. Why intentional?
1: Intentional because it just kind of funnels into specific, intentional about the outcome that you want, right? So going back to specific and just to being more specific on what is specific, how much by when how much by when, that's kind of what I've learned. Measurable. Uh, measurable, right, measurable, right? When, it, when it goes to specific. And intentional, how would I dis- describe intentional? Instead of saying, you know, going back to just outcome, being precise on what the outcome want, right? So one thing that I've been doing about intentionals and when I'm journaling down, right, trying to be lighthearted. One thing I want to bring is more, being more lighthearted, laugh more, right? And one of the things on intention was like, compliment a stranger that's that's something that I, that I want to do every day is compliment a stranger or put a smile on a stranger's face and that's just on the intention that if i can do that then i had a successful day
0: dude i i love it my uh my grand i used to have this written down in my in my uh, wallet um he said leave everybody better than you left them Now, just like, this is the type of stuff that I know you like to think about. So that's, that's a little gem from Popeye. Popeye's what I used to call my grandfather. Um, That's a small, that's something everyone can do, right? Like I come to this conversation with only one goal, Brennan. I want to leave you better than, than I found you, right? If that, if everyone in the world did that, (laughs) like it, like, And I know some people like, no, it's impossible. It's not impossible. Like, if everyone in the world did that, like, I think a lot of issues would be solved here.
1: (laughs) So true. So true. And that just sparked up another thing how someone said, oh, it's impossible, right? That's a self limiting belief. So once I really came across the self limiting beliefs and I was really able to check myself, if you are aware of these self limiting beliefs that you have, and you get rid of them the sky is the limit for you. you you are you can do whatever you want so just being conscious of the words that you use because words hold so much weight and it just goes back to words hold so much weight and be conscious of your self-limiting beliefs
0: yeah um so, so the book you know the big leap by gay Hendricks. um have you read that
1: i have not
0: uh, dude, Sam actually, entered. it was weird. Everyone talks about books at events like VCon and Sam from uh, VCon, I don't know if you met him. He'd recommend that book to me. And I was just like, for some reason, I was like, I'm going to buy it. Bought it, read it, loved it. And he's like a very famous author, Gay Hendricks. And I I reached out to him, told him how much I loved it. And um, I just had him on the podcast last week. Um, and his, dude, you, you would love this book. Uh, it's all about that, like, it's all about overcoming what he calls your upper limiting problem. <laughs> um, upper uh, limiting it's problem. you know, it, and it's a pretty unique, pretty unique take on it. Um, not because it's actionable; it's definitely an actionable self help book, but pretty unique take on it because I think it's, um, I think the descriptions that he goes through are very, very relatable. Um, maybe it was just to me, maybe it was one of those things that resonated with me, but anyways, um, okay. So, so for those out there that are looking to, you know, trend upwards, which everyone is journal, I, I dude, I think that's, I, I think that's amazing. Um, it's, it's creative that does great things for the brain too. And just try it. Like if you haven't tried it, try it. If you've tried it, try it this way. Like just try it. And come call my cell phone, email me and tell me like, I wasted 30 days. I hated the experience and it didn't work. Like I bet anyone that tries it, that will not happen. Um, if so, uh, Brendan will uh, refund you your journal purchase. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, uh, the, the other thing was exercise. Now this one couldn't be close for my heart. I, I remember like I would say my life is about exercise almost more than any other thing. I feel like there's clarity around it, but I also feel like there's stuff that I can't even explain, but I know in my soul it's needed. Um, actually, this is my traveling gym mom in Italy three resistance bands for like knees and ankles, whatever, and just uh, four resistance bands like this to create, you know, for strength training. Because, um, dude, got to pack light. I'm I'm eight weeks out of a school backpack, uh, <laughs> um, but tell tell me tell me why exercise is so important and not, uh, not the, the physical aspect, right? What's going on in the brain mentally, that type of stuff.
1: So yeah, exercise. I'll talk about exercise and playing sports. I grew up playing sports, and I I hope everyone finds more time to play sports. And exercising sports, one of the things that sports taught me was so many life lessons. Unfortunately, unfortunately, a lot of the teams that I played for were losers. We didn't, we didn't win, right? So I was, I was confronted with the concept of losing. Hey, you're not the best. What are you gonna do about it, right? So I developed through sports and exercising perseverance, discipline. This morning, I was, I was working out with a few of my buddies. And we're just talking about, it's like, we're working out at 6 a.m. Or not 6 a.m., but 8 a.m. And we develop these disciplines to work out. Because at first, who wants to work out early in the morning? Come on, I got to wake up. My bed is all comfy. My pillow is nice and fluff. Like, why do I want to go out and move my body, sweat, and be uncomfortable, right? But it's discipline training, your ability to be uncomfortable. I was actually running the other day. And I was thinking about you and Matt Choi, because I know you guys are big runners. And I've been running, hit, high-intensity interval training for a while. So I'm in really good shape. But then I started to do a mile. And even though I would like the mile wouldn't really increase my cardio that much, but what it really increased was my mental fortitude. That first lap was terrible. I'm like, I <laughs> don't have to. I'm like, Brendan, you're a retired athlete. You don't need to do this, bro. The coach, ain't, the coach isn't going to get on you. But it trained the skill of mental fortitude when I wanted to quit, but then I said, no, you know what? No, F that, fuck that. I'm not quitting. I'm gonna continue that. And that gave me so much confidence. It gave me so much, so much of a boost where throughout the day, when the part of me was saying quit, I said, no. I, when my demons told me to quit, I said, fuck you. I'm, I'm continuing. And that just gave me so much more self-esteem and confidence to finish out the day.
0: Yeah, I, I dude, it's so funny. I, I love that. I think, um, I think you're spot on. That, that's one of the biggest things for me, is, is the mental fortitude, right? So, <clears throat> when, when, the way I think about it is like this. All right, let's say you're bench pressing, right? And you're going, and you're going, and and it's not just exercise. It's actually exercising very hard. Um, if if you haven't If if you're getting into it, you know, you first you gotta be careful and safe with your body and make sure you know, you know, chat to a friend, reach out to one of us, um, you know, research, whatever, get a trainer, do something if you don't know what you're doing to make sure that you know you're being safe. And then of course, condition your body. But once you feel ready to to push, I think it's extremely important to push. Um, and the reason is exactly what you're saying, expanding your your mental fortitude. Like, what what, this is this is a metaphor that <laughs> that might make sense to you. So let's just take something easy. You're bench pressing, you're doing push-ups, right? Boom, boom, boom. You're you're getting tired, right? Well, you can focus on the tired feeling, but you know, you, you you definitely have more. So, and you keep going, and then you hit a set a rep that I mean is slow and painful, right? And then you come back in. You have to be an optimist to go for another rep. You have to, like, believe. You can't, like, not believe in yourself, right, and really get it, right? Um, something I like to say is, like, un, like, I, like to, I like to put this little, like, you know, you can't, people say you can't unlearn something. I'm going to put something in your head, Brandon, that you'll never unlearn, and it's going to make you go hard on every set. Okay. You, how often do you do this? You crank out push-ups. You know, you're 20, 30, 40. Then you do a couple slow ones and you go, uh, and you quit and you're done, right? You're like, ah, I went hard, right? Muscles don't fail like that, Brendan. Muscles fail very slowly and painfully. You don't go from hitting a rep to, ah, done. That's not how it happened. So if your last rep or two is not just absolute pain and misery, (laughs) like you're not pushing yourself and expanding yourself, um, so, uh, you know, keep, keep that in mind next time you go, but going, going back to it, right? Like you have to be an optimist. Like you have to be able to focus on the positive under stress because David Goggins says it. it's real easy to sign up for a marathon, sitting on your couch, eating a bag of chips and air conditioning with your feet up. You know, it's hard to go run 13 miles and realize a marathon is 13 more miles and then sign up for one. Right. It's like, under stress, we think differently, and it just trains you to do that because, you know, I wish we we can to some degree, but everyone's, you can't control the stress, that, stress that's going to be added in your life. You just can't. So you may as well control your response to it.
1: I love that. I love that. And it reminds me of another thing. The, one of the benefits of working out as men, as leaders, and in our masculine, we have to be calm, cool, and collected under high pressure, high stressful, high stress situations. One thing that I've learned now, one of the benefits of cardio is it's able to control my heartbeat. And I say this, when we're anxious, a lot of the times it's because our breath and our heartbeat is not in rhythm. So when our breath and our heartbeat are not in rhythm, our brain is not getting enough oxygen. And then our brain is releasing a fight or flight response. So once again, you're going through a high stressful situation. But when you train cardio, when you train, you're able to strengthen that heart, lower that resting heart rate, and it allows you to be much more calmer, calmer, more collected in high stress situations that also then leads to, if this thing's thrown into my situation and my previous experience, I was able to persevere, that leads to more confidence and optimism.
0: Yeah. I love it, man. You should have a TikTok channel where you say all this shit.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I might hop onto that afterwards.
0: Um it's but but it's true, right? Like it, it keeps you it keeps you grounded. Um what's a better word? It keeps everything in perspective. So I'm traveling, right? I live on the road. I'm spending two plus two and a half months in Europe uh like you like that poster you're showing me before the call where there's the the iceberg right where success is up top and below yeah let's see it everything yes. is hard work late nights all that stuff right um so it's a little reverse right here but yeah
1: the first time no, I no, saw no. This,
0: is it i i got it i got it rejection okay. sacrifice right um yeah when when I like when I like my travels through Europe, right? Like some people might be like, "Oh, like like right now I'm in a Italian, you know, mountain town. It's it's pretty sweet." But dude, there's a, as you know, there's a lot of logistics and planning and all these things that go behind it. And what's interesting is like sometimes like you lose your perspective. You're like choosing between a place, a city to stay or a place to, stay and you can get out of whack and stressed out. And it's like. If you took a second to snap into it, it's like you're stressing out about choosing between places that like you can stay in a foreign country as a chance to explore different cultures and, and like the world. It's like in the grand scheme of things, they're both the perfect decision. You know what I mean? It's like – but you let the decision like cause cause stress. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And that reminds me of another thing when, it, when we're thrown into these, these stressful situations. 90% of the problem is in the problem. It's our reaction towards the problem. It's the attitude towards our problem. So I found like when you're in those situations where there's uncertainty, like take a, just take a step back, breathe, kind of break it down, break down the problem. And then you will see The problem it holds less weight than it really does when you kind of just sit back and break it down
0: and most of the things we worry about don't don't come to fruition right
1: (laughs) right man it's funny how that works out they they say um we suffer more in our imagination than we do in reality
0: i do think um i think uh an ancient stoic said that uh or, or like kind of started that um what was that book Marcus Aurelius um, meditations. He, 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 he said that. Right. And it's, it's so true. Yeah. Like, all right. So we're here, we're traveling with family and there's like one of the Airbnbs that said, like, we didn't realize it was like, you know, actually it's all shared space and like, they're going to be living there. So we're sharing a living room and a kitchen with them. And you know it's like five of us, and like it was kind of family thing, and like that's super weird. Ended up being the best place we stayed. They cooked us dinner and breakfast, and they gave us recommendations, and were nice. And the guy was like a the guy was like um, a resilience coach, <laughs> right in this world. Like, dude, it was like the best part of it. And I'm telling you, we we're like everyone was tripping over it. You know what I mean? Like, um, and it's just it, it's it's just. Now, the reason that's important is it's like wasted energy. Like when you reflect, like that time trip and you could have been spent like creating something in this world. Um, I, I have a question for you. Have you ever thought about this? Um, so you're training your mind, you're training your mental fortitude in the exercise. Have you ever, while exercising, intentionally tried to keep a positive mindset or like a, or vary in the moment, right? Like by um, coming back to your senses, like you were saying, it's kind of specifically with like endurance cardio training, but it could be with, with exercise too.
1: Well, what actually just came to me when you asked me that was a flow state. And we've talked about that before. Now, I think that might be good to maintaining positive mindset when you're going through that, but I just kind of flow, right? It's a great meditation when you work out, like, just let the thoughts come to you. Let however you're feeling, let it flow through you and just kind of observe it, observe what you're going on and then just allow yourself to be in a flow state. Don't try to force anything. Don't try to restrict
0: anything. Just flow. Yeah, yeah I, I like that. I think I could do it. I think I, I get analytical um, and now I'm going to be in a flow state. I got to yeah, speak it into the world. I'm going to be in a flow state now with these things, but, um, you know. So yesterday, man, brutal one. I looked outside. We are in the mountains, in the Dolomites. I looked outside the biggest mountain I like, could find. I said, "I'm going to stand on top of that." So I looked, and like it was like I took, I I ran to the end of the city, like took a trail up, and like basically, you know, kind of like hacked my way up this mountain until I got to the top it was just, it was brutal. And there were multiple times, you know, I'm like looking at my phone and dude, the ego just is is a killer. I'm like, looking at my phone. Like I really probably shouldn't spend that much time doing this. Um, You know, I don't even know what, if there's going to be a good view at the top, right? You're like, <laughs> you bring up all these things mm-hmm. and dude, you just, you don't even negotiate with yourself in the moment, just shut it down and you know, kind of, kind of just keep, keep putting a foot in front of the other. That'll be, that'll be fun for you. So you're, You're, you said you're starting to try to get into running more, just as like a little test for yourself, or?
1: Yeah, I've been doing that. I've been doing that. Actually, Sean, I got a question for you. That something sparked up when you said it. You said I'm gonna challenge myself to get to the top of the mountain. What you said to yourself? Is there even gonna? Is the view even gonna be worth it? So that makes me think of the question. I would love to hear your perspective on it. Is life about the destination or is it about the journey?
0: Ah, dude. Let's at um for those that don't know, I have like a little mastermind networking group. Um, we have a monthly call. Brandon's in it. You know, let me know if you're interested in joining. Bring this call up to Marty on Friday because we mm-hmm. go back and forth all the time. Um, here's here's my take because you're, what you're really talking about is goals, right? Right, like, like yeah,
1: sure, sure. Just yeah, I would love to yeah. just I would love to hear your perspective because I my my um answer changes too, and there's multiple. Multiple yeah. answers to it. I'd love to hear your perspective.
0: Um, so the the way that i I kind of am taking that question is like, you know what's the importance of like like you said, the, like the goal, completing a goal, um, the destination, right? And for example, me standing on top of that mountain will do absolutely squat for my happiness, okay? But the goal, Makes me live my best life, and so that it really is the journey. The journey is the point of it all. It's a great line in the OAR song, but the goal forces the journey. Right? Let me give you a, a quick a quick little rundown of that. Um, I just completed a uh, uh, ultra marathon that I it was the one I trained hardest for, and I did my best result. I had my best like time on it. Um, 50 kilometers, 5,000 feet of climb, and I ran it at a nine minute and 22 second pace, so under five hours, and that was my goal. Um, and like, uh, and um, me doing that when I crossed that finish line, and saw that time, me completing that race in that time, made me made me feel good, but that didn't do anything for me. What did anything was like. I set a hard goal that forced me to. I can't tell you how many times people said, "Hey, you want to have a beer? I'll come out with you, but I'm going to drink water. Um, I, I'm not. I'm not drinking for these six months, you know, um, dude. Like, let's go get, you know, uh, Chick Fil A. You're in town. I know that shit's your favorite. Love it. I'm going to eat before, and I'll meet you there. Um, you know, let, let's go. Let's go out. I'm. So, I got to go to bed early. Eight eight hours sleep every night for the next six months. Um tunnel vision, right? And and it what the, the reason that's important is it, it gives you a validation reason to have self-love and make these decisions around self-love. In and and I know it sounds silly, but Sean, why don't you just do that without the goal? I don't know. I wish I fucking could. My discipline maybe isn't that good, but having this goal, like like just it, it made me do this, right? Like it, like having this goal absolutely made me have that, you know, uh, made me enjoy the journey. (laughs) Let me, let me hear, let me hear your thoughts on it.
1: Yeah. So I kind of go back and forth and then I have I have an alternative answer too. So I go back and forth. Is it the destination? Is it the journey? Now I set up, I set this goal at 24. I wanted three big goals. I wanted to be inspiring tens of thousands of people online. I wanted to be self-employed by 24. I wanted to have location freedom by 24. And I did all of those. And I'm so proud of myself that I did that. But then after I got to the top of the mountain, what's next? So I have this saying, I call it the hangover from the parade. Now, when the Patriots, they win the Super Bowl, right? They're excited, they're excited. You celebrate the parade, but one or two days after the parade, you're like, the season's over, right? We're only as good as what we did yesterday. We have a new season. We have to We have to load up again. We have to gear up and continue to start all over again. So I think it's the journey right now. But also, you need the destination to set the intention of the journey. But also, mm-hmm. this is another thing, too, because one thing I'm thinking about, I've, I've come – i've come to terms um I've, I've learned about here in miami is operating from your emotion versus operating from your logic so we're talking very logical things um is it goal, being goal oriented now my alternative answer and this is kind of more of an emotional um program from emo- having an emotional perspective is life is neither a journey or a destination but a dance because when you're yeah. when you're dancing. You're not trying to compete with anyone. You're not trying to go anywhere. You're just trying to enjoy the moment while it lasts.
0: Yeah, dude, I really enjoy that. And and what's making me think about is there. So so you said I want to inspire tens of thousands of people. You could you could have been more specific, but tens of thousands. that's to me, at least twenty thousand. Um, it's important to measure things. Um, not at nothing. I think the bottom line is everything's a dance, everything's a balance, nothing's absolute. But here's the thing I ran a 50 kilometer race in five hours and 14 minutes once. And I didn't train that hard if I'm being honest. I trained hard for a month. Um, this one I six months ahead of time, I said I'm gonna, and it's a harder course. I said, I'm gonna break five hours. I know I can break five hours, and I did 452, Brendan. Next one I'm going sub 430, bro. I'm going low, Um, but so like, you know, the goal is realistic, but a hard push. So I know if I, if the, if I really dialed in the journey, I, I, my goal will be there. So like, if I, if I did the exact same training and the exact same experience, I didn't reach my goal, I wouldn't have lost anything, but I would know that I could have done more And the reason that's important, I think, because there's like, like happiness and peace, bro. Like it's not like, Hey, I'm 10 out of 10 happiness. It's like, I'm 10 out of an unknown, probably infinity happiness. Um, and I think, you know, chasing that is, is human. And I don't know if chasing that's good. Um, and I don't think, you know, we can get all into that, you know, chasing peace and happiness. And is it a chase? But, you know, I think that's the that's something good about a goal is to be able to measure like how you did, you know, um, you know, money, dude, money's a great way to measure the amount of service you've delivered. You can measure it to the penny. You can't measure Like, tell me, like measure your health to the penny, you know, <laughs> you just can't. Um,
1: absolutely too. And, and I yeah. want to balance off of that with money. So I recently said, I was talking with one of my buddies and I said, Oh, money, like either I, I came across like money, doesn't mean much the us dollar is a fiat currency so it's basically made up numbers on a balance sheet but one thing he said that really left with me i said like yeah i think i said money doesn't i said it doesn't mean anything or it shouldn't bring you happiness but his response was money actually could be a good indicator of what you have accomplished in your life right each zero that you level up i do like that as you're talking about before can be a measurement of what you've accomplished in in
0: your life yeah, man there's um there's really good uh, Bob Proctor speaks on that really well, and I, that's what i I love I love how he talks about it because you know you can't measure how healthy or happy you are. You can measure money, and money is a trans a transition service. and um, I remember being a kid and trying to envision how I could live without money because I don't really believe in it. Um, but, you know, instead of trying to resist it, I just thought, you know, there's like, there's a dance that could be played with it, right? Like, you know, if you really don't like want money to do what your life's about, get, it, get, get money problems out of your way, financial freedom. That's, prob- that's probably easier than than resolving your need for everything in life, being a monk, right? <laughs> and, uh, and not needing money. Um, Brendan, man, uh I, we gotta wrap this thing up. There's a part two, three, four, five, six on the way. <laughs> um, maybe we'll record one in Idaho. Um, for those mm-hmm. that don't know, um, I'm putting on an awesome wellness retreat. I invited Brendan and uh he accepted to lead a module there on inner peace. This is gonna be awesome. It's gonna be four days outside on a lake, ice plunging, trail running, meditating, you know, all sorts of cool mm-hmm. stuff, dude. Breath workshops, we got a world-class chef coming in, teaching how to cook with, with love. We got, uh, you know, some, some awesome people coming. Let me know, you know, reach out to me specifically on email or, or Instagram if you're interested. Um, but, you know, I want to give you the floor, Brendan, to wrap this up um, and just, you know, if there's anything you have to say, you know, kind of as a chance, you know, this is another platform for you to spread your wisdom. I know that's something that means a lot to you. I just wanted to open it up for you.
1: Thank you, Sean, I really appreciate that. And one thing I would leave the audience with is the quote that I live my life by. For what profits a man to gain the world, but lose his own soul. I think every decision we are faced with on a fundamental level, that, that question can come up and for example, you could have all the money in the world, but if you don't have health, you can't enjoy it. You could be the most famous person in the world, but if you don't have people that you trust, you can't enjoy it, right? So oftentimes we are, we are presented some sort of gift, right? Money to, hey, if you do this for money, but if you don't enjoy what you're doing, for what profit a man to gain in the world, who loses his own soul?
0: Write that down, everybody, and follow Brendan on TikTok for real. It's uh he has some of the the best, most straightforward, simple content out there. Um, and I say simple in a I that might come off not the right way. Some people simple is wisdom. You know, if you can describe something clearly and succinctly, you actually understand it. So um, Brendan, you started this call saying how busy we both were. Um uh, I'm not I'm not that uh I am very grateful to, that you made time, you know, in, in that busy calendar for me, man, and for everyone listening. Um, I hope that it's just something that you enjoyed the process as as much as anything, and I just can't wait for us to connect again soon.
1: Sean, thank you so much for your time and inviting me onto this show, and I'm so excited for episode, or volume two, volume three, volume four, volume five, and then as we just continue in
0: Idaho. Yeah, man, for sure. And um, I, uh, I'm gonna send you a text here because I want to connect on something else, but send him my love, dude, do good, and we'll talk soon. Much love, brother, thank you. Bye. Hey, thank you for watching today's episode. If you got something out of this, it would mean so much if you could just take a second and give us a rating on whatever platform you're watching on. And it would mean so much to the world if you could just find one person that you think this message resonates with and you could share that with them. Thank you so much for your support. Looking forward to share the next episode with you.